Welcome to Mingling with Mandy and Sida. Hi, everyone. <laughs> this is episode 37. Hi. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to our latest episode. We will be talking about words of wisdom today. <laughs> Mandy, I hope you have lots of words of wisdom to share with us today. I don't really, <laughs> but I'm hoping <laughs> you do. <laughs> I have lots of words of wisdom. I had a very wisdom-filled life. Mm. From a very young age. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if it comes with like being the oldest. Mm. That I have a lot of these sayings that I remember. That now I say often as well. Yeah. But. What's the age difference between you and your brother again? We're almost five years difference. So that means you clearly remember when he was born, right? I don't remember when he was born. Mm. But I do remember having like a little brother. Yeah. Like. A baby brother. Do you remember if you were happy about it? <laughs> I think I was happy because I, even as I got older, I remember telling my parents that I wanted like another little brother, a little Aww. sister. Mm. And I've always wanted a little sister. So it was really a little sister. Yeah. That's part of one of my words of wisdoms too. Ooh, what, is, what is it? <laughs> because I remember I would be like, mom, dad, I want another little brother, little sister. And I started asking that when we moved to our current house and I have my own room and it's like a master bedroom and it has its own like private bathroom in the room. And my brother has like the regular room and my mom would be like, well, if you got a little brother, then you would have to switch rooms. Mm. And I would go, why? Like, it's my room. I already live here. (laughs) And they're like, well, there would be two boys and one girl. So they would need more space. Mm -hmm. Like, they were very logical about it. And I would be like, no, I don't want to share my space. Like, that's my room. Yeah. Or when I would ask again and I would be taking piano classes. So maybe it was like 10, 11. And I would say, well, I want a little brother or a little sister. And then they would be like, well, if you had another little brother or sister, kids, you know, cost money. And you probably wouldn't be able to come to your piano lessons. (laughs) I'm sure that was probably not true. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like my parents teaching me at a really young age one the cost of money and what it is to have a little sibling. Yeah. <laughs> and funny how they would compare it to my piano lesson, something that I really liked, versus mm. like, do you really want to give up that lesson? Because it'd be like, they cost money. You know, you have to babysit them and take care of them. And I was like, no, I don't want to babysit and take care of a little brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how they like, yeah, compare it to something that you really love. Like, it's not like they're like, oh, well, you won't be able to eat vegetables. You know, like, <laughs> has to be well, something you love. <laughs> you couldn't tell me that either because I actually loved eating vegetables as a kid. Mm. I loved broccoli. Oh, maybe something else then. <laughs> I don't know. That's why they compared it to my piano lessons. Mm. Gosh. Exactly. What else did you have growing up? Any other mm. words of wisdom? So I was a really big crybaby as a kid, mm. believe it or not. No. <laughs> so I spent a lot of my time crying. And my dad was just like, both of my parents probably had it 
over their heads with how much I cried. Mm. And I think that people who know me now are like, there's no way this girl cries. Like, she has not a single emotional bone in her body once again. And so I remember my dad used to tell me, he's like, why are you crying? Just because you're crying doesn't mean I'm going to give you what you want. Mm. And you're not going to get what you want. And so as I grew older, I didn't like to cry anymore because I would think of what my dad would say. I mean, it's okay to cry, right? Mm. It would become something that I didn't want to express publicly. Yeah. So that it wouldn't look that I was whining. Mm -mm. So. I was a crybaby too, but I'm still a crybaby (laughs) now. (laughs) Like, I just cry all the time. Like, (laughs) I feel like that's my way of expressing my emotions. Like when I'm watching a K drama and it's like really sad, like I'm I'm gonna be crying. Well, I mean, like I don't cry at dumb things, like not having certain things, but yeah, I still cry in such certain situations. But I don't remember my parents saying anything like that when I was crying. They probably just like let me cry it out, and they were like, "Too bad." <laughs> Both my parents like to communicate with us mm. and to talk things through. So I think. That was a way of logically figuring out what the problem was. Yeah. And so my dad would always be like, okay, why are you crying? And then I'd be like, I would say what was happening. And he's like, okay, well, stop crying so you could speak better because the crying (laughs) isn't going to get you where you want to be. Mm. That was one of his, (laughs) one of his sayings that I just remember a lot. Yeah. Another one that he always used to say was, was it's only going to hurt one time. <laughs> oh, so give me an example. Like what happened? For example, if I wanted to do like a trick in the pool and I would say, well, I'm scared I'm going to get hit. Mm. And he would say, or I'm scared I'm going to hurt myself. And my dad would say, well, it's only going to hurt one time because you're only going to do it that way that one time because you already got hurt. Mm. So he wouldn't explain it, but he said, it's only going to hurt one time. <laughs> That's true, actually. Because, because you're going to yeah. learn from that experience. Yeah. So my dad was definitely somebody who let me experiment and do whatever I wanted to do. Mm. And my mom would be like, no, I, like, don't jump. Don't do that because you're going to get hurt. Mm. And then my dad would be like, no, let them do it. And if they get hurt, they'll learn from it. So it's only <laughs> going to hurt one time. <laughs> Aww. That's so smart. That's so true. I'm going to take that for my future kids. <laughs> but I feel like I would be like your mom too. I'd be like, no, I don't want you to get hurt. <laughs> don't do anything silly. <laughs> Along with that one, what's it called? My dad would always say, you don't get to choose your consequences. So for example, all right, it's only going to hurt one time. And then I would do it and it hurt. And he's like, so what happened? And I'm like, well, I hit my head. That was the consequence, right? Mm. <laughs> He's like, see, you don't get to choose what's going to happen after that. Mm. I don't know. My dad was just very logical in the way that he explained things. Yeah. And I'm definitely like that now. Mm -mm. I'll talk things through or I'll ask leading questions to see, okay, well, you're going to do this. So what's going to happen when you do this? And then how is it going to affect you? after you complete it that way yeah yeah I think that ties back into how assertive I am Mm. when it comes to like making decisions and thinking those things through because I'm definitely somebody who will look at all the different options 
and then pick the best one out of those options. And I think because I learned a lot my, about my lesson, it's only going to hurt one time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, you know that saying that people say, like, um, when you get out of a relationship, I know, like, it hurts now, but time does heal all wounds. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Like, in that moment, you're obviously heartbroken and you're so upset and you just want it all to go away and when someone says that to you you're like oh just stop like (laughs) I don't have time (laughs) but it really does like after you know a couple months and like you'll forget all about how much it hurt because I don't even remember some of the heartbreak I went through in high school (laughs) that definitely is like deep deep in my brain so time Mm. does heal all wounds Mm mm-hmm I think time is relative. So once two months could be like four years for another person. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But like relationships or, you know, loss in a family or just like anything, Mm. time does eventually heal all wounds, Mm. but it doesn't necessarily mean you won't have a scar left over. Yes, that's true. Have you ever like had to, I guess, say goodbye to a friend like you just knew that they weren't healthy for you and like you had to get rid of that friendship like a friend breakup a friend breakup Mm, yes but I didn't necessarily break it off yeah does that make sense I just stopped reaching out Mm. I think that's usually what happens with friendships like you don't necessarily say I don't want to talk to you anymore it's more just like time just you just eventually yeah. drift apart. Because if I was the one that was reaching out like super consistently and I was getting nothing in return, then mm. I just left it at that. Yeah. Because like, if I... they want to talk to me, they'll message me. Yeah. Or they'll call me. Exactly. Because I had a friend who I – like we were really close and like we would always game together and that sort of thing. But I knew that he was just not a very nice person. Like, you know how when somebody, you really see their true self when they're, like, playing games or, like, when they're doing certain things? Like, when they say, like, when you live with someone, then you really know what somebody is like. And so, for this person, like, I just knew that when we played games, he just, like, always wanted to blame other people, didn't feel like it was his fault sort of thing. And it just got a bit too much. And so, that was the one time I've ever kind of just, like, cut it off. Like, I was like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. I think you're a really mean person. And that was really sad. Like, I had been friends with him for a really long time. And even to this day, like, sometimes I'll think about him and I'm like, hmm, like, would he have grown up? Like, would our friendship be different now? I don't know. But Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like it is important to get rid of toxic friendships because in the end, you're only going to get hurt or vice versa. And you don't want to have to go through that. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. And then sometimes friendships just, like, drift. Yeah. But for the friendships that I do have, they've lasted a really long time. Mm. I have some lifelong friends, Mm. friends that I've had since I was like eight years old. And I may not see them often or text them every day, but when we do speak or we get together, it's like we never separated. Yeah. So those are the forever friendships. (laughs) That's so nice because I feel like I've always wanted that. And this is going to get really sad and maybe I'll cry because I'm a crybaby. <laughs> no, no. Why are you crying, Andy? <laughs> 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 
in high school, like I had really good friends and people that I surrounded myself who I really enjoyed hanging out with. But you know, when at school, you're kind of forced to hang out with people because like you see them every day sort of thing. And mm-hmm. so after high school, I went to a different university to everyone else, which I previously mentioned in another episode. And we kind of just like not drifted apart. Well, I mean, I guess so, because I did try and reach out to them and they were like not really keen, I suppose. I always just thought that it was me. And I remember talking to one of my really close friends from high school. So he's still around now. Like we're still really good friends. And we like caught up one time when we were having dinner and he was like, Mandy, like, I'm going to be frank with you. Like, I feel like they didn't value your friendship at all. Like they, I can't remember what he said exactly, but it made me cry because I was like, this is so true. And it just goes to show that some people can be so fake when it comes to friendships and especially during high school where you know afterwards you don't need to necessarily hang out with them anymore like it's just during school time so you have people to like pass the time but it was actually really sad just knowing that these people weren't actually my genuine friends and they were just like I guess lack of a better word like using me And I think like a light bulb just flicked in my head when he told me that. And I was like, you know what? I think you're right. And it's just sad to think that I wasted like all that time in high school. But like you said in a previous episode, like it's, it's not a waste. In the moment you had a good time. Mm -hmm. And so it is what it is. The other thing that I learned as well was that you only control what you can control. Right. And so I can reach out, I can do what I can to try and mend this friendship or like, you know, try to keep it. But if they don't respond or anything, like I can't be beating myself up for them not trying. Like I did what I could. Exactly. Something I always used to hear growing up too. It's like when I was getting in trouble, I would say, well, so-and-so person did it like this and nobody said anything. And then obviously I'm getting in trouble. So my parents would be like, well, I don't care about so-and-so person. I care about what you're doing right now and how it's affecting you. Mm. So you're right. You can only control what you're doing, not what the other person's doing. And what they did is irrelevant when it's like focused on you. Yeah. I feel like with certain things like this though, like it's really hard for me to apply it. If that makes sense, like someone will say, hey Mandy, like you can only control what you can control. And maybe in the moment I'm like, oh yeah, it makes sense. But I have to keep remembering that later. Yeah, I think mourning a friendship, maybe that's what you're doing. It's mm. like mourning a friendship. It's like really sad because you're remembering what you did share. Mm. And I think at the same time, instead of thinking about it in a sad way, you can think about it in a positive way. Be like, well, we spent good times together mm. and now you'll eventually meet like more people or different mm. people and then you'll make those new friendships. Mm. But I think now the older I get, like the more introverted I get from the previous episode. So I'm just like, oh, I don't need friends. (laughs) (laughs) I could just hang out by myself. I'll be cool. No, (laughs) The only control what you can control is very important in work as well, because we all know how technology can be. And when things are slow at work from technology and you can't do what you you need to do like it's really hard not to get angry and be like oh like my computer's so slow like I can't do anything but you have to remember you can only control what you can control so maybe go for 
a longer lunch break. <laughs> Go for a walk. I think a longer lunch break is acceptable when yeah. <laughs> when technology Things is better. Happening. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, even when you like don't agree with like a colleague or something, or like if someone's being difficult at work, it's just like, Maddie, remember, you can only do what you can do. So I think it's very important. <laughs> You seem easy to anger, Mandy. No. <laughs> Just when it comes to work stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't like being angry and it's like really rare when I am angry. Oh really? Yeah, I'm I'm slow to anger. I don't know if this is true, but I feel like I'm I get more frustrated than angry. Like the frustration mm -hmm. that like other people are different to me <laughs> frustrates me. <laughs> Because, like, another thing that, like, growing up, my parents very much valued was manners matter, right? And so, yes. you know, whenever we would go over to auntie and uncle's place, it's always like, make sure you say hi to your auntie, make sure you say bye. And so I've always carried that throughout my life. And when I got to the work life, like, I was like, you know, always say thank you, always say please, that sort of thing. But some people can be so rude. And it's hard to, like, not think like what my parents are saying about manners matter and you just want to be like yeah. excuse me like this one time at work I had a meeting and I could see the person because they had their camera on and the woman was literally rolling her eyes when I was saying something and I really wanted to be like excuse me that's not very nice can you not roll your eyes at me like I can see your camera but obviously I didn't say anything <laughs> but I was just like um manners matter lady excuse me that was very rude I was just asking a question <laughs> You should have. You should have done it, Mandy. I know. I'm too scared to Hello, do that. Do you, <laughs> do you have anything of value to add to this conversation? I see your face. <laughs> I see I have your something face. to say. <laughs> I have something to say. <laughs> yeah, I I need to be better uh, at like not confrontation, but like you know, calling people out. I think calling people out sometimes leads to confrontation mm -hmm. i don't like the saying calling people out i don't like to be confrontational and i'm not easy to anger i just think it's a waste of energy also it causes wrinkles being <laughs> upset so i'm not trying to age by being mad at somebody like that would important. explain why you don't have any wrinkles <laughs> not just the skincare cider not just the skincare <laughs> I have smile wrinkles, not anger wrinkles. Me too, me too. <laughs> I don't believe in being angry. That's really good. <laughs> I should learn from you. Let's see. Another lesson that my parents used to teach me, like going back to school. You remember when you would get like those coupons that would say, buy one, get one free? Mm. Always so excited whenever I would see the word free, like, oh my gosh, it's not going to cost any money. And so my dad would always say, nothing in this life is free. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but dad, it says buy one, get one free. And then he goes, what part of that is free? He's like, are they just handing it to you? And I was like, well, you have to buy this first and then you get the free one. Mm -hmm. He's like, so what's free? You're still exchanging something. Yes. To get that thing back. Ugh. That's so funny when, because I always do that. Like, I'm always like, ooh, buy one, get one free. Like, let's go get some Starbucks. Like, it's buy one, get one free. And then Scott will be like, but you still need to buy that one thing to get the free thing. <laughs> like, if you didn't get it at all, then you're not spending anything. And I'm like, but we can get two things for the price of one. 
It still costs something, Mandy. Yes, I know. Buy one, get one free. And so I've, I have that lesson very much ingrained in my head. I don't know. He never just let me have the joy of feeling that it was free. Aww. <laughs> now it's like, it's not free. I got a deal. Yeah. You know, I yeah. have savings. This is what it originally cost. This is mm-hmm. how much I paid for it instead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another one too. Whenever I would bring home like a test or something like, oh, I got a 98% on my test out of 100. Mm-hmm. I got an A because I would tell my parents, oh, I have so-and-so test. Oh, how did your test go? Oh, I got an A. I got a 98%. My dad would be like, if I gave you 99 cents instead of 100 cents, oh. is that the same as a dollar? <laughs> and I was like, no, dad, it's 99 cents. And he's like, so how is a 98% an A if it's not 100%? <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> but so true. <laughs> I'm like, oh. What do you mean? I fall in the bracket of an A. (laughs) (laughs) But he liked to be so literal. And (laughs) that's also one that I always remembered a lot. And it probably contributed to having to achieve a certain level in my education. Mm -hmm. And then probably why sometimes I felt like a failure in college if I like when I got my first C on my test. But my dad always backed it up too, but. <laughs> One time uh, for this test, I think I got like 95% or something like that. And my dad was like, why didn't you get 100? And I cried then too. See, cry baby Mandy. <laughs> I don't even know if he was being serious or if he was joking. But I remember we were in the car and we were picking up my brother and I said it to him. And then like my brother came into the car and I, I don't know if he knew that I was crying, but he was probably like, what's going on? And I was just like. And that was a really hard test as well. <laughs> so I was really proud of myself and I wanted to tell someone like my dad, but it was sad. <laughs> Why did you get a hundred? Yeah, that sounds like my dad too. <laughs> oh, it's funny how you remember these moments. Like I, I remember the most weirdest things, <laughs> the ones that have mm-hmm. a huge impact on my life. Yes. The these f- are core memories. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another saying that I get a lot is like, don't sweat the small stuff. Like, mm, I feel like these are so yes. common, like things that p- people hear all the time. They're like, wow, like inspirational quotes. Uh, but it's so true. Like sometimes in certain situations, you'll be like, oh, I hate using work as an example, but I feel like a lot of these things happen at work. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, like someone will like critique you for something or someone will say something about something. And a lot of the time it's hard to not be like defensive about your own work. But it's also like, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. Like it's such a small thing, like just move on from it. But also in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, but if if I don't say anything that maybe they think it's okay and then they'll continue doing it. I don't know. Yeah. It's something important to remember. Mm. I think you have to pick and choose those battles. Mm. What's worth the effort? Like, have you ever written an angry email? Yes. Well, like, I didn't send it. But I know that people say that you should, like, type it out so that you can, like, you know, really express how you're feeling. But don't press send. (laughs) That's what I do. Delete it. Yeah. You delete it. You delete it. Mm -hmm. So I know that at work, too, I would have been frustrated with, say, um, people that I was working with, like, based off the email that they sent. So Mm -hmm. then I would type out the email that I wanted to say in my head. And then um, 
delete it and then or not delete it but like edit it Mm-mm. to get rid of all the angry words yeah you say <laughs> the mean words as per my words. last email <laughs> <laughs> instead of kind regards I, you say regards <laughs> i don't think i've ever said as per my last email i think that's too aggressive but <laughs> well hey if they didn't read it cider you got to tell them you know <laughs> i've definitely gotten been part of email chains that's that have said that and so the drama is kind of fun Ooh. <laughs> you like the drama Ooh. but you're such a nice yes. person cider i feel like i am quite a bubbly nice person if it's like situational obviously like if you you know make me angry then i'm gonna get angry but i feel like you're just nice all the time um i think that's subjective <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well i guess i'm no, the same too <laughs> no 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 i think i'm a nice person too I think I also think you're a very bubbly person. I think that when I met you, I was like super excited. Um, I remember telling Christian like, oh, I just like want to add her on Instagram. Do you think it'd be weird? <laughs> <laughs> I remember as well because it was a movie, right? Like I think you guys were watching a movie and I came in. Yes. And I was like, who's this girl? And like, I was like, I don't know if you remember, but I was really quiet that first time. And I mentioned this before that I'm really quiet when I'm meeting new people. Yes. Uh, it depends though because sometimes I like asking questions and sometimes I can be a bit nosy but I was like oh and then I remember asking I must have been Bone I asked him like how to pronounce your name and I was like how do you say her name <laughs> I don't know but when we finally became friends I was like yay a friend from the other side of the world yeah <laughs> and we both like boba <laughs> mm-hmm. and k-pop and k-dramas so another one that I always got asked when things didn't go my way I like to get like a lot of input from my parents because I feel like my mom and my dad both think pretty differently and I think that they're both pretty rational so I like to hear each of their input Mm. and something that my dad would always say is like what are your options Mm. before he like would answer he's Mm. like okay well what have you already thought of in your head and at this point like this is something that he used to say as I got older versus when I was younger Mm. and they had already instilled in this into me, right? Like with all the other quotes that they said, helping me think through the situation that I was in. Mm. And so at this point now I could think things through and what are your options? Mm. And so I list all of those out and then both my mom and my dad would give different input on each one of those options. And it was just like cool to listen how they would both handle that situation Mm -hmm. and then I would end up choosing what's the best for me and so something too that they would then follow up well what did you decide to do yeah what are your options because my dad would be like there's always options and yeah so if I was crying first of all why are you crying and what are your options (laughs) (laughs) your options are not to cry and to cry (laughs) and you decide to cry Actually, like, growing up, I feel like my parents were, like, super chill when it came to, like, normal everyday things. But I feel like when it came to, like, grades or, like, education, like, they were they valued education a lot. And mm-hmm. it's really funny because, like, I remember talking to people and they'll be like, oh, like, I can't wait to get this present for Christmas or, like, I can't wait to get something for Christmas and stuff. And they'll be like, oh, Mandy, like, what did you get for Christmas? And I'll be like nothing <laughs> um but like not saying that I always get what I want but I feel like if I was to want something 
like my parents would be pretty rational about it and they'll be like okay like why do you want it and like you need to kind of do like a pros and cons list and then oh, like we'll talk yeah. through it and that sort of thing like I feel like I not necessarily always got what I wanted but I felt like my parents were very good at making sure that they were what we actually needed as opposed to mm-hmm. wanted I feel like I had a really nice childhood like I I mean, I, def- I definitely had a better one than if I was to be in Taiwan because if I was in Taiwan, I would be like studying 24-7. So over here in New Zealand, they really value kids like having playtime and like, you know, going out and running around and that sort of thing. And so I felt like I had that, but then my parents would always make us go to tutoring and like we'd go to math tutoring and English tutoring and Chinese tutoring. And so I didn't, really get that much of like playtime but I still had a very happy childhood I would agree that I also had a very happy childhood hmm. my parents also valued education as well so they knew that getting an education was something that would help me succeed in life later on hmm. and I'm a first generation college student so my parents didn't go to college hmm. so they told me okay just go to college and get into college but they didn't know how to tell me yeah how to do it mm. they're like you'll figure it out and I think like that had a lot to do with helping me think things through like those skills that they imparted yeah. on me really did help me with that but me getting into college was like seriously a fluke I feel like well, no. <laughs> no 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 like not because I wasn't intelligent enough for it but there were people in my life that helped me get there oh kind of thing. So I had really great high school teachers that really enforced that college education and applying to it. And so even if I didn't have the tools, like they had those tools for me. And I feel like if that wasn't there, I probably would have struggled way more getting into college. I like that um, my parents gave me a good, happy childhood. Didn't make me have a job. (laughs) Didn't let me get a job, (laughs) like how we talked in the last episode. Mm. Let me do all the extracurriculars that I wanted to do. Yeah. Probably instilled a little bit of a perfectionist mentality, especially with that 99 cents versus the 100 cents. (laughs) (laughs) And then as I got older, like it was less black and white and more grays. Yeah. And I remember having conversations with my parents. I'm like, well, why did you teach me this way? And they're like, well, you needed to know the principle first before you could be presented with all these other different ways that life is Mm. my mind was blown because even though it was very literal when I was younger and as I got older and I started asking like more questions about life I guess Mm. they're like well it doesn't have to be this way and I'm like but you always used to say this and they're like well yeah because you were a little kid and we had to choose for you Mm. kind of thing yeah I'm grateful for that communication I guess yeah now that you say it, actually, I am also, well, I mean, my sister was the first one to go to university in my family as well, because my dad was like, pretty dumb. Um, so he, he didn't make Aww. it into university. Um, but my mom was the exact opposite. Like she was super smart, um, but she couldn't afford to go to university back in Taiwan. Mm. And so, you know, it's kind of sad. My dad could afford it, but wasn't smart enough to get in and then my mom was like vice versa and so also coming to New Zealand like my parents are immigrants like we're all new to this whole like process and like my parents English is also not that great and so like growing up like 
my sister and I, we had to like do a lot of the stuff ourselves and we need to find out all kinds of things. And it's funny because like, you know, they would make us translate things that are like so random, like maybe like insurance or like medical documents and that sort of thing when we were like young kids. And they'll just get angry if we like didn't know. And it's like, I'm only 10 years old. How would I know about (laughs) medical terms? So it was really interesting because all three of us went to university and I guess Tina, like she was like the first, like the oldest. So she had to figure it all out herself. And then she would like tell me my brother. But yeah, like my parents very valued education and they wanted us to get a good job and, uh, you know, like be able to support ourselves later. And that's why they wanted us to be like doctors or engineers (laughs) and that sort of thing. But that's only because they wanted us to, you know, obviously have a good life. And yeah, I think parents just are very, yeah, like, like, like we're talking about in this episode, like they, they have so much wisdom, like they know so much. And my parents, you know, moving all the way from Taiwan to New Zealand, not even knowing the language and like wanting us to have the best life, like it's just makes me very emotional thinking about it <laughs> and how far they've come. I don't want to say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> you're making me cry mandy me too um, i'm making myself cry oh uh, uh, no i definitely agree with what you said because again my parents although my parents spoke english when they moved to the united states i didn't have that experience of having to translate mm. you know insurance documents or you know going to doctors and setting up those like appointments but i have a lot of friends that did experience that mm. and it's just funny how universal any kind of immigrant family and child where you don't speak the language of that new country, they experience that same thing. Mm-mm. That's just like a universal experience that everybody has. And it's just, I think it's so weird, but so and fascinating all at the same time. Mm-hmm. But yes, kudos to our parents for mm-hmm. going to other countries where that's not their native land, where they're not accustomed to those that culture and still making it and still putting their kids through school and just like doing everything that they can for us. I think our parents learned a lot about what's practical because I remember um, saying that I wanted to go to school to be a musician, Mm -hmm. to be like a pianist. I'm like, oh, I play the piano. I can go to school for that. And my parents would be like, um, that's not going to make you any money. And you know, They're like, go into something that'll make you money. And I'm like, but it's what I'm passionate about. It's what I love, right? And I think that's a privilege that you get to practice what you're passionate about, you know? Mm. Especially when, like, your parents that came from not much and Mm -hmm. having to work hard for all of that, knowing the sacrifice that it took to get where they're at, Mm. and then trying to teach you without, I guess, crushing your dreams in a sense. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I still play the piano. Yes. It's still your <laughs> it's hobby. hobby. Yes. It's still my hobby. It's still a passion I have. Mm. But, but I also the career, like the STEM career that I went to is also a passion that I didn't know I had mm. that I went into. Like I originally wanted to go and be a doctor, but now I'm like in clinical research. So mm. you just learn lots of things and it's a good job. It supports me. Yeah. So kudos to them. Thank you for that wisdom, for that practicality that they brought to all the conversations. Oh. <laughs> Actually, 
your mum listens to our episodes, right? Does your dad? Do you want to say a little something to them? <laughs> hey, mom, dad. Well, my mom listens to the episodes. My dad, she can tell my dad later. <laughs> so, mom, dad, thank you for all the wisdom, for all the life lessons. Even if I was a big crybaby, <laughs> um, I'd have learned a lot. Mm. But Mandy, do you have any final thoughts? Well, my parents don't listen to my episodes, but I can tell them, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> thank you, Mum and Dad, for deciding to come to New Zealand. And after everything you've been through, yeah, thank you. That's so sad. <laughs> love you, Mum and Dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love you guys too. <laughs> Well, everybody, thank you for joining us on today's episode. We hope that maybe you took a little bit of wisdom from what our parents and our jobs and life has taught us. Yep. (laughs) And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.